Good evening, everyone. Let's all stand, if you would. Let's ask the Lord to help us in this service tonight. Father, we're grateful for your many blessings. Thank you for this good day. I pray that you would help us in this service tonight, every part, the singing, the testimonies, and, and the preaching of thy word. Help in each part, Lord. Bless each one that is here tonight. Be with those, Lord, that are not able to be here. I pray that you would help us in each part of this service. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. How many of you remember, I don't know how many years ago it was now, but they had, a, they had on, on the back of cereal uh, boxes, I believe it, Where's Waldo? Remember that? Where's Waldo? So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that tonight and say, where's Sister Beverly? She's walking in the light. <laughs> she's walking in the light. Yeah. She, she, you know what? Pretty soon she's going to be up here. That would suit me okay. <laughs> oh, I'm just picking on you. We appreciate you. All of you, we're glad you're here tonight. Anybody else that wants to keep moving up, that's good. So, And tap me on the back and say, you too, I guess. All right. Well, let's turn in our hymn books to start with tonight. <clears throat> 517. 517. A song we don't sing very often. We used to like to play it in the orchestra years ago at Wayside Mission. We used to like to play this one. Dwelling in Beulah Land. All right, let's sing it tonight.
Amen. And short of heaven, that's the best place to be in Beulah land. Canaan land, call it. All right, I trust we're dwelling in Beulah tonight. Amen. Okay, anyone with a testimony? Or a course that's been on your heart. Turn to 162 in the course book. 162 in the course book. Jesus, hold my hand.
we need him, do we not? Amen. All right. Sister Spangler for kind of breaking the ice tonight. Brother Michael. I'm thankful for Jesus, and uh, as I said this morning, no matter what we go through, I'm glad that we can trust Him, be holding our hand, guiding us, leading us, directing us. You never know what another day is going to hold, do you? And uh, life can change in, a, in an instant, but God is always there with us, no matter what happens. And uh, I guess he's been teaching me just more and more and more to trust him. Um, and, I, and, and, and when things happen, it's as though he just whispers and says, I've got this. It's all right. You do, this didn't catch me by surprise. <laughs> you know, God's not up in heaven bringing his hands going, oh no, what am I going to do next? But he's, he's got it. He's, he's in control, and I'm thankful for that. And it's just up to us to trust him. And uh, I'd like to sing number 98 in the chorus books. I just keep trusting Amen. my hand. All right, let's do it. Number 98. 98. I
faithful, faithful friend. Well, I just want to praise the Lord this evening. We've already talked about how we had school. Well, lots of people know we already had school revival recently. And each and every service I feel is just really good. And I was just soaking it in. And God was really helping me. And towards the end, he just gave me this newfound hope for what I've been seeking for for a while. I'm, out, I'm trying to seek sanctification. And he gave me this hope that he's going to give it to me. And uh, Brother Davis was talking about it in in the Bible, all of his promises that he had. And I'm so grateful that he promises it to us. And we don't just keep seeking and just having a bunch of hopelessness. But he's given me a newfound hope that he's going to give it to me. He's going to keep working on me. And I just love him tonight. Amen. God is faithful. One that's been on my heart this past week, and this verse is my testimony tonight. It says, I once was an outcast, a stranger on earth, a sinner by choice, and an alien by birth. But I have been adopted. My name is written down. I'm an heir to a mansion, a robe, and a crown. I'm a child of the king, a child of the king. Jesus, my savior, I'm a child of the king. I'm so thankful for his child. Amen. Good. Praise God. I think Jesus for being my savior, and that even if the devil does accuse us of things that God doesn't accuse us Go to 192. Course book 192. Anyone else want to testify before we sing this? I have been praying um, about something for a few months and God answered the prayer. So we have to give him all the praise. Amen. Good. God answers prayer. Amen. All right, let's sing 192. Oh, I have found him whom my soul loveth.
worst situation in my life that I've put off for so long. And it's such a just very difficult situation to have to deal with them. And just the situation with my daughters, knowing that I can take care of this as well. I appreciate your prayers. Amen. We'll do. We'll do. God cares. He's able to answer those prayers. Yes, absolutely. Number 209. Number 209. Seekers of your heart. It is 62.
anyone else with a praise. I thank the Lord for what he means to me tonight and how he walks with us day by day. And sometimes when we're down and out and we don't know what to do, we're turned to, we can turn to him. But I'm so glad that he speaks through, through songs and he gives us courses in the night. And this course has been going through my mind all week. More of you. It's 183. I'd like to sing that. All right. We'll sing that one yet. 183. 183. More of you. Anybody else have a testimony on your heart before we move on in the service? Well, that is certainly my testimony tonight. I just want more of Jesus. I'm not satisfied to stay right where I'm at, but I just want you to press forward, and I know he's going to walk with me every step of the way. I'm so glad that he saved me. I'm so glad that he sanctified me, and I'm on my way to heaven. I'm going all the way through with him, and I just praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? No need to stop short if you have a praise in your heart for the Lord. God has been so good to us, hasn't he? I've enjoyed his presence in the service this morning and the service tonight. And um, just the miracle of what he does in our lives. And that he can be whatever it is that we need him to be. And um, it's just one of the, you know, in life... Sometimes maybe we wish that there was that one item that was the cure-all for every problem that we had. But there is one, and it's God. And it's just amazing that he can be, you know, whether you're broken in spirit or you need saved from sin, you need sanctified, whatever it may be in your life, emotional problems or issues, he's, he can be found. And he is the one who can and come and meet that need in your life. Josh has come to the altar here tonight. Maybe someone else wants to come.
And before we go to the Lord in prayer, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer in a little bit. If you want to come, if you have a need in your heart and you would like to come pray about it, I would encourage you to come right now and we can gather and have prayer with you. And um, if anybody else has a burden or a burning on your heart, whatever it may be, uh, maybe something specific that you're thinking about or God's been speaking to you about, um, now's a, a good time, a good time when God's presence is here to come and, um, and bring it before him. Anybody else like that tonight? Yes, Ellie? Yeah, it's remember Ellie, she's praying. Anybody else? It's great when God comes and settles in because he does it on purpose, folks, because he knows there's needs in people's hearts and lives. And um, it's not something we should take for granted, but it's something that we should, um, should realize that a holy God will reach down to where we are because he cares about us individually, cares about our needs individually. Um, Chris, will you play something? Um, well, we want God's presence to stay with us tonight. And um, just one more time, if you have a need in your heart, if you want to come forward and pray before we go to the Lord in prayer, I would encourage you to. Um, I don't know what your needs are or what you're going through in life, but I know that we have problems and we have issues and circumstances, and God knows all about those things. And um, what a better place but to bring it before him. Allow him you know, not only say, Lord, here's what the need is, but come and say, Lord, I need you to do something for me. I need you to do something in my life. And um, I know a lot of us carry burdens for different ones and different things, and I know we have a lot on our prayer list for sure, um, different ones and physical needs um, that are here, many needs, and people in our church who are dealing with a lot of things, and those that were mentioned, and I won't mention them specifically tonight. Let's remember uh, um, Amanda, though, at this time in her life, coming down to the end, that God will be with her. Um, but before we go to the Lord in prayer tonight, does anybody else have a request that you would like to mention that's on your heart? Ellie, raise your hands and remember that request. Mr. Kohler. Let's remember Henry and Naomi. We have them here um, marked down. Henry and Naomi, let's, Joe and I were just talking about them this afternoon and all that they've been going through in recent, recent months. And uh, that God will just be with them and help them and strengthen them in a special way going through this hard time. Let's continue to remember Dave and Linda and Sister Doris, that God will be with them in a special way and give them a physical touch. There's many needs on our prayer list, but God knows about every one of them. Let's all kneel, if you would, if you're interested, come in and uh, men come in and gather around Josh. Let's have a word of prayer with him. But let's all kneel, the rest of us, as we go to the Lord in prayer tonight, remembering these needs, remembering Josh also. God is here. And he wants to help us. Dear Lord, we thank you tonight for your presence. Lord, we thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Lord, we what we sang about tonight. Lord, we just thank you that you're faithful to hearts, Lord. You come down and you speak because you have an interest in us. Lord, you have an interest in us. And you want to make a change in our lives, Lord. And you want to do great things for us. And Lord, sometimes we carry burdens and we carry issues and circumstances that trouble us. Lord, we feel so helpless. We don't know what to do about it. And in reality, there's probably nothing we can do. But Lord, we can bring it before you, Lord. We can bring those needs down and lay them at your feet. And Lord, I pray tonight, Josh is here, Lord. He came to seek you. You've spoken to his heart, Lord. Your, your, your presence is so tender here in the service. And I pray that you just be with him in a special way, Lord. And you would give him victory in his heart. Give him victory 
Lord, they need you close. They need you near, Lord. We pray that you need them in a special way. You, Sister Doris, Lord, to be with Roy. We pray that you be near to them. You give Sister Doris a physical touch. Lord, be near her in a special way. Lord, think of Dave and Linda, the sickness and all that they face. We pray to be with them also. Be with Dave. Give them the help and touch that he needs. And Lord, we thank you that we can bring these burdens and we can bring these needs before you. Lord, it doesn't matter what they are or what we're struggling with, but we can lay it down at your feet. Lord, we pray that you just be with us throughout this service, Lord, that your presence would walk with us, would be near to us, Lord. We thank you. We praise you, Lord, for your many blessings. Lord, we thank you most of all for coming and being with us in this service tonight, Lord. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy.
Thank the Lord for his presence. Thank the Lord for his presence. He has an interest in us. He has an interest in us. And um, we shouldn't take it for granted when he comes, but it's precious. And I um, just want to give the Lord praise for that tonight, for settling down to little old us and um, to meet our needs. He's worthy of our praise tonight. Thank the Lord. A few announcements. Um, bus and Outreach Convention, we mentioned this morning, if you can make it to that, I know that you would enjoy that. Um, it would be a great help to you, I'm sure. And it's a very interesting time, different tracks that you can go to or where your points of interest are. And also remember our upcoming revival, that God will be with us and help us. And I believe God wants to help us, and I think he's making that evident. And um, so let's remember to pray for our revival, that God will search our hearts and help us to draw closer to him through that time, that, that special time, that God will just be with us and help each and every one of us individually. I need revival in my own heart and life, and I want to just keep pressing on and uh, draw closer to him. So let's remember that time together that God will be with us in a special way through that time. And then there's other announcements on there that are further out. You can mark those on your calendar. Um, that way you don't forget about them. At this time, we're going to come to you for the morning tithes and offerings. Evening, Evening tithes and offerings. I said that last week, didn't I? We're just going to take your money right now. Brother Kohler, could you help us again, please? Brother Neil, will you pray for the offering, please?
Praise the Lord. I'm glad it did. I mean, I like that old song. You know, there's just some good old songs, aren't they? They just never get old. I mean, they're good old songs, old songs, but they never get old. Their meaning is always new, and we've heard them all of our life. And uh, I remember singing that song just as a kid. But uh, wow, love lifted me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, thank the Lord for his presence tonight. Thankful for his testimonies. Thankful, Sister Waldo, that you're up here. Oh, God bless you, Beverly. I shouldn't pick on her. I shouldn't pick on her like that. But anyhow, I'm glad that she's uh, moving up. <laughs> yeah, yep. And I'm glad to see Derek slip in tonight. He surprised me, the rascal. Come in the back door, and I said, you, he knows why. He knows. He kept it a secret on purpose because he knows the next time he comes to church, he's supposed to be ready to preach. And he has kept it secret and played dumb. But we know better. And I told him, I even gave him my Bible and my notes. And he just, you know, grinned like he does. But it's good to see Derek. He's up here just for a couple days and uh, headed back home. And so let it be known. Let's get it out on the public record. The next time he shows up, he's preaching. All right? So when you see him the next time you come in the door uh, at church, you say, I'll be praying for you as you preach tonight. Say that to him as he comes. Now he probably won't show up for a long, long time, but we'll talk to Elena and pull some strings. But, uh, that he, you know, he, he shared down at Sun City Camp uh, the year before, not this past year, but the year before, and they sang down here too and uh, just did a great, great job. But we appreciate Derek and Elena and their fine family, their boys. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. Hebrews 11, verse uh, 1. Yes, I know, Mickey. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse number 1. Let's stand together. Brother Brent Eiser's out on the bus. Jeff and Brittany had to be away, and so he's out on the bus tonight. That's why he's not uh, here in the service, and so he was, he's, he's out there. And then also I want to make mention to you that um, the tap box is on the wall. Tuition assistance program back there on the wall, that little slot, that brown box. You know it's there. You see the sign when you go in and out, but I'm just throw it out as a reminder, and I think we've paid out twice uh, this school year. And we want to pay out at least twice again um, for the school year to give $100 to um, the tuition. So if, you, if you're able to help us, you just drop it in that box. Everything that goes in that box goes right into that fund. And um, it tries to, we try to help uh, lift the load uh, of the families in our church um, that have children in, in school, uh, Christian Day School, and at Maranatha and also at Penview. So... Uh, keep that in mind. If the Lord uh, lays it on your heart to put something in there, why? Uh, make sure you do it. God will bless you. Pray for Mount of Blessings Camp. Did you ever hear that place? Pray for Mount of Blessings Camp. I don't know how many does. I send to Mary Krause, and she does a Facebook thing for Mount of Blessings Camp. I don't know how you. I, I don't know what the call letters are or any of that stuff. Mount of Blessings Camp, I think. And so you can go on there and track things, and we give updates on there as to what we're doing as far as uh, everything. We give updates all along the way, and different people do uh, too. But uh, one of the updates that I put on there this time was that our general fund is a little low. It's very low, actually, amount of blessings camp. So if you're interested in helping us out or if you have pledges from our church, uh, you know, those of you that are here, if you have pledges that you've made amount of blessings camp and you want to get that in, um, 
it would just help us. Our general fund is, is low. Uh, and I think that I share here about the extra gift. Did I share that here? Anybody? I did? Didn't I share it here? Okay. All right. Answer me when I ask you a question. <laughs> I think I'm losing my mind. I told somebody I'm so tired, I make these gaffes up front. I said, I kind of identify with President Biden. I said, <laughs> man, I guess he's saying he's mixed up. And, and, uh, uh, but they said, listen, you know, his isn't because he's tired. Well, I don't know. But uh, anyhow, so um, thank the Lord for that. But that, that money is specified. That gift is specified for um, project updates, upgrades, and things like that. So this just kind of like daily operating expense. Like we have our insurance through the year and our electric um, through the year and things like that. So if you're able to help us out uh, with the camp, and we've sent that word, Brother Andy Cooley, our vice president, sent that word to all of our churches uh, that are involved. So I just wanted to share it tonight with you. Okay, Hebrews chapter 11. Um, just... One verse of scripture. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I say just one verse of scripture, but isn't that a verse of scripture? That is a powerful verse of scripture, and uh, I, I just like it. I want to talk to you about that tonight. I want to talk to you about the fact that faith uh, is the substance. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for the good day, blessed day. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house today, this morning, and tonight. And Lord, we just You've just been good to us all the way around. You've just been good to us, and we love you, and we thank you, and we praise you for it. And then, Lord, your plan of salvation works, and we're just so thrilled. We're thankful, Lord, for that, that wee little faith way back then that we had, that we thought if we could just get to a place of prayer and call on you and confess our sins, that maybe you would just forgive us, and you did. And you helped us, dear Lord, from then till now to be able to grow our faith in you through your word and through your presence. And, Lord, we just pray that you touch us tonight and help us tonight. And uh, we just feel like, Lord, all across our church land, we just, uh, we just need to exercise our faith to believe, to trust, to pray, uh, not just for physical healings, but for spiritual needs specifically. And, Lord, we're just trusting you for, for those things and just a host of others. We're so thankful to know that you're a prayer-answering God, and we're thankful, dear Lord, to know that even with just a little bit of faith, great things can happen. So we pray that you touch us tonight and encourage our hearts in you. Touch those of our service, our congregation that cannot be here, those that are sick and facing uh, great difficulties. And I just pray that you be with each one of them tonight. And for all that you do, we'll give you honor and glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We're thankful that the, on the bus, I think there was 19 or so of the, of the community children on the bus and thankful for uh, the way the Lord has helped uh, there uh, with the bus. Let's continue to pray for that uh, outreach ministry and uh, God would just uh, continue uh, to work there. There are two say, uh, sayings concerning faith that have meant a lot to me down through the years. Um, uh, I say it like I'm 90, but you know, just in my 40 years now, praise the Lord, you're probably gonna hear that. I've been looking forward to saying I've been saved for 40 years, for 40 years. You know, I just was thinking, man, 37, I was thinking 36, 37 years. I, I'm going to keep, I, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to soon be able to say 40 years that I have been a Christian. That's wonderful. Yes, Mickey, that's wonderful. She's saying wonderful, Grandpa. But I, I, I think about that and uh, think about serving the Lord 
um, his faithfulness to us. And I don't feel like I'm an old timer. But, you know, I can point back and say for 40 years, the Lord has helped all along the way, over and over and over and over. And this sounds like an old people's statement. The Lord has never failed me. You know, it sounds like my grandma. But I want to say it. The Lord, folks, the Lord has never failed your pastor. Never. Oh, I've made a lot of blunders, but the Lord's never made a blunder. He's never failed your pastor. And so through the years, my years of serving the Lord, um, there's two sayings. Uh, one that I came across in my first pastorate, Brother Zechman was our first evangelist for our first revival and our first pastorate in Venus, Pennsylvania, um, many years ago. But it was there that um, we, we lived in a little house. Uh, we had a little church. I didn't really have a study. Uh, I just could study some in the living room, you know, or in the bedroom, or sometimes go up to church in one of the Sunday school rooms. I didn't really have a study. Uh, but that didn't matter to the Lord. He still met with me and uh, helped me different times. And I came across different things, tried to write different things down through uh, life. But this came from way back then, all those years ago. Faith is to believe what you do not see. Faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see, to see what you believe. And that's meant a lot to me. That faith, of course, that, that first little phrase, St. Augustine came with that, uh, that saying, but that first little phrase is based here on the scripture in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse number one. Faith is to believe what you do not see. But then he went on to say this, the reward of this faith is to see what you believe. And that's been, that's true. That is so true. And then Oswald Chambers said something, and I got this uh, book uh, back when I graduated from uh, Penview uh, from my aunt uh, Donna and Uncle Larry. And it was from Oswald uh, Chamber. He said in that book, he says, faith is deliberate, deliberate, deliberate confidence in the character of God whose ways you may not understand at the time. Faith is deliberate confidence in the character of God whose ways you may not understand at the time. I'll just tell you what, folks. I've had to drag that one out a lot of times because there's a lot of things that happened that I just didn't understand, but it was always, it was always comforting to know God, you understand. You understand. And you know what you're doing. Now, the more we exercise faith, the more uh, results we post on the board. Is that, okay? Is that all right to say it? The, the more we exercise faith, uh, boy, if I was going to preach a Super Bowl sermon, I would say this. The more you throw the football, the more touchdowns you make. But I'm with Michael this morning. I, didn't, I heard how you said it. I didn't get to hear him say it. But, uh, but I would say that, you know, the, you know, really, the more you throw the football, the more touchdowns you make, right? The more you play the game, I guess, the more you... Uh, but anyhow, we, we better not go down that long. That's probably the only thing some of you will get out of the whole service tonight. We don't want to do that. But, um, 
But the more we exercise faith, the more results we post on the board. The more times we can go over and put a check mark. Every time we exercise faith, we can go over there and mark something down, say, God, you did this for me. You helped. And uh, you worked here and you helped there and you answered prayer. And the more results we witness as a direct uh, result, we, the more we will endeavor to exercise faith. The more of those check marks, the more results we witness that we're personally involved in praying for something, a direct result, we're personally been involved. The more that happens, the more we will endeavor to exercise faith because it's just like this. We're gonna say, you know what? The last time I was faced with an issue like this, I prayed about it and God answered. And so here I am again, faced with an issue like this, and I'm gonna pray about it, and God's gonna answer it. So you put those up, and you put those up, and you exercise your faith. As a, as a teenage boy, had once again solicited the prayers of his mother, for he had confidence that she always seemed to get her prayers through. But as he approached her and solicited uh, her prayers to say, Mom, I have something that I've been wanting that I would like to pray about. It was, a, it was, a, it was an earthy thing that all teenagers want, <laughs> not a girlfriend or a boyfriend. But uh, he said, I, I, this thing to pray about. And Mom, would you, would you help me pray about it? Because you know, Mom, you always get your prayers through. However, this time she thought better than just to pray. And so the words of his mother were this. How about you pray too, and when God does answer, we'll both keep record in our heart. And I thought that was pretty good uh, admonition. How about you pray too, and when God does answer, then we'll both keep record in our heart. She was trying to encourage her son to practice believing in God versus believing in her. Now, it's great that she had a prayer life, a productive prayer life, that her son could look at her and have confidence and say, Mom, I know when you pray, you get results. But she was very wise in saying, son, you can have a faith in God so that when you pray, uh, you get results too. And so uh, he had solicited her prayers before and she had, uh, she had watched God answer in no uncertain terms. He had watched God answer in no uncertain terms. And it was easy for him to say, mom, could you pray for da 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 whatever. But... Since he had now become a Christian, she wanted him to start developing a prayer and faith life on his own. And in seemingly no time at all, God answered their prayers. For three weeks later, his grandfather gave him his very first car, a 1965 Chevelle. Oh boy, I'd like to pray for one of them myself. A 1965 Chevelle. He was so excited that God answered in such an unusual way, he never dreamed that his grandfather was going to give him his very own car, his grandpa's car. Never dreamed it. But God did. His grand, grandfather was ready to get another car and just gave him his car. And God answered the prayer. You say, well, now, really, it was his grandpa. No, it was God. God answered his prayer. But I like what his mom did. His mom... She was so excited about it, him getting his first car. She spent a little extra money, a little more cash. She dug in and got it out and spent money to buy him a personalized license plate. 
I, or excuse me, one dash A-N-S-R-D. Don't you like personalized license plates? Anybody else like them? No, I do. You know, you're driving down the road, I like to read them, figure them out, and it said one dash A-N-S-R-D. Got it? So exciting for him. One answered. Well, I've done the same thing with my kids, I guess. You know, Dad, will you help me pray about it? Um, yeah. Or Dad, will you pray about it? Mom, will you pray about it? Yeah. But I remember when it came to that place as they were getting up in their teenage years and particularly and, and uh, you know, we gave them this direction. Well, we'll tell you what we'll do. We'll pray with you about but we want you to pray. We want you to pray. We want you to get the answer, and then when God gives you the answer, mom and dad will stand with you. We'll stand with you. And I remember when they were considering going to Bible school, and I wanted them to find out uh, what, when, and where God wanted them to go. And uh, it would have been easy for me to say, go here or go there, but I, I just kind of went back to what my dad did to me. Dad said to me, well, Brian, you know, I, he'd asked me this and that and whatever, but well, Brian... Uh, we're riding down the road, and he said, I just want you to pray about it. You just pray about it. And uh, so we told them, you pray about it. You pray about it. I said, Mom and Dad will pray too. When he shows you, we'll support. Well, they did. God did. We did. They prayed about it. God showed them. We supported them. Helped them get uh, through school. It's important for us to... Uh, encourage one another in their prayer life, their faith life. In order for faith to grow, we also need to, to saturate our hearts now with the word of God. This is key. Uh, to develop a faith life outside of the word of God is impossible. It's impossible. Got to have the word of God. Got to saturate your heart with the word of God. I think it was D.L. Moody who said something to this effect. This isn't an exact quote, but something like this. In all the time that I spent praying uh, for faith, if I could take all that and string it all together, uh, it would be months and months. And what he said one time, he said, I thought that, that someday faith was just going to come down and strike me like lightning. But faith did not come that way. He said, faith didn't come that way at all. But he said, I was reading in the 10th of Romans. It's a neat way to put it. And it said, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he said, I had already closed my Bible and prayed the prayer for faith. But now he said, I opened my Bible and I began to read God's word. And he said, faith has been growing ever since. And folks, that's the truth. It's not good enough just to say, Lord, give me faith. You read his word, read his word, read his word. I believe that faith expressly spoken of here in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number one certainly includes justifying faith. We know that the faith needed to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and the salvation from sins is talking about that. I think it includes the believing faith for seeking a holy heart uh, as, it, as, as believers are faithful and seeking after him to do all that he wants them to do, to be all that he wants them to do. But I also think there's something else. I think there is strong application here for the everyday prayer life of the righteous in heart. 
I think this passage of scripture goes, I think all of those things are included. It irks me when somebody just takes a verse of scripture and whittles it down and whittles it down and and pigeonholes it. That, you know, to kind of fit it in here. And then they say, maybe they might say maybe, uh, well, now I don't know if this really means this, but this is what I like to think. They maybe throw out a statement like that. And then they beat you over the head if you don't agree with them, you know. I don't care for that. I think about this passage of Scripture, this verse of Scripture. I think this is a, a broad statement. I think it's a broad statement. I think that it covers a host of our faith life. Tozer said, in the book of Acts, faith was, was for, for each believer a beginning, not an end. And that's important for us. It was a beginning, not an end. It was a journey, not a bed in which to lie while waiting for the day of our Lord's triumph, he said. You know, it wasn't just some place to get started, uh, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's not at all what he was talking about, something that was ongoing. It was an attitude of the heart and mind, which inspired and enabled the believer, he said, to take up his cross daily and follow the lamb whithersoever he went. Even as believers, folks, Life is not all easy. We know that. And prayers are necessary for, for there are many presenting issues in our life. There's many. I think back, you know, to back uh, when I was in Bible school, and I thought I had it rough and tough in the Bible school sometimes, you know. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, those were heydays. No offense if you're in Bible school today, ladies, some of you in Bible school. And, uh, if, you know, no offense. But those were, hey, those were the, boy, when you get out of Bible school, life starts happening. And things start happening. You know, and then when you, maybe you serve the Lord for one year or two years, 10 years, and 20 years, 50 years. It doesn't mean that just because you serve God for 50 years, things stop happening. It seems like sometimes they just intensify. And there's all types of issues and things and, that happen in life uh, I could name a bunch of them, but there's, uh, there's just, there's, I don't know, family confrontations, things like that, where you gotta, you gotta work through and pray and ask God for uh, direction and help and, and uh, wisdom. There's, there's job situations, financial burdens, and there's just uh, uh, so many things. And then also with age comes, this, uh, comes a challenge. The devil, you know, the devil does not only fight teenagers. You know, there's people that are 80 years old, serve God carefully and faithfully all their life, and the devil's fighting them and telling them, you don't have anything. And you know, they don't, they're not able to get out maybe and do this or do that, and, and uh, they sit around and, 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 uh, because they just can't get out and go anymore, and the devil just comes and makes heyday. And I think about that, when I think about that, I think about my own grandmother that I illustrated to you from this morning, using an illustration concerning her this morning, when I think about her, and she faced, uh, she was a saint. She was so careful in her life, in her prayer life, in her Bible reading, in her witnessing, reached people all over the place. But boy, when she got all the way down to the end, didn't she, honey? Wife and I were there to visit her just shortly before she left this world. And she just, you know, she just, I just, I just want to make sure everything's all right. She'd been on some different uh, medication and her mind was starting to fail and she was now blind and things were very, very difficult uh, in her life. And I said, Grandma, don't let the devil beat you up. 
because that's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. And that's real to people. And uh, it's very real to people. It doesn't get easier just because uh, we get older. I think sometimes it gets uh, tougher maybe when we get older. Circumstances arise continually. But prayer, prayer is our go-to for handling them correctly. My mind goes to a lady uh, that I used to pastor at one particular place who kept the prayer path well-worn. Folks, if you don't hear anything else I say tonight, I wish that you would consider that little thought right there in your spiritual life personally, every one of you. I wish that you would just purpose in your heart to keep the prayer path well-worn. Uh, all the things that we do to live the Christian life, I'm not saying that they're not important. They are important. But, you know, sometimes we get involved in all of the areas of ministry and witness and this and that and the other, and we fail to do the most important part. And that's the prayer life. But she had a well-worn path. And every time anything came up, big or little, alarming or not, her pattern was to take everything to God in prayer. And she taught me the importance of that early on in my ministry. She taught me that even when there was no hope, there was still prayer. I hope you caught that. Even when there was no hope, there was still prayer. Because I want to tell you something, folks, as a Christian, I have come up to many hurdles, roadblocks that said no hope beyond this point. But I thank God for the power of prayer that can send a puff of wind and blow those roadblocks right out of the way. That whenever prayer was made, you knew from her that Hope was on its way. She taught us those things. She, she taught me. Her husband was a preacher, by the way. Passed away before I met him. But she taught me that when someone was near unto death or when the doctor said there was nothing else to be done, that prayer was wont to be made. That God was just waiting to be asked. This lady taught me that. She taught me that when everybody else gave up, God still didn't. Many are the times when visiting in the hospital, the devil tries to silence or discourage me from praying about, praying aloud about someone's healing. I'm just going to be open with you tonight. I don't know if this happens to any other preacher friends or not. I've never talked about it, never shared it publicly. But many are the times when I'm in the hospital praying with somebody and their situation is, is very desperate and the devil tries to silence me from asking God to heal them, to touch them, to help them. The doctor just said there's nothing to be done. Or the nurse is listening right outside the door, which happens often. The nurse is listening right outside the door. Don't present the patient with false hope when they were just 
told that there was none. And then I think about my friend from many years ago. And she never even considered what the doctor said. She never considered who was listening. She just dialed 911 and got a hold of God. then I think in situations like that, I'm not praying to them, nor am I praying for them. I'm praying to God and I'm praying for my friend who is here and who's sick. Now I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It is in times like that when faith seems to be staring at things not seen. You know? Seems like your faith is Staring at something not seen. It's during those times when I tend to think that faith, I mean, if you're not careful, I'm talking about myself, I tend to think that faith is a standalone item. Until you begin to pull on it for a little while and you realize, hey, this is actually connected to something bigger. So you start pulling on your faith and you say, hey, there's something there. God's on the other end of the line. And I have to tell you that I believe more so today than ever that God is able to heal a sick body. But I also have to tell you that I believe today more than ever that God is able to heal a sick soul. I believe that. I don't think God has stopped saving people at all. And you know when you begin to get a hold of God and pray for a certain thing and God comes through and answers and you know it had to be him. Then you just go over and you chalk one up. You write it down and you say, to God be the glory. Get your chalk out and your chalkboard and you say, Lord, you did this. And you just put a mark down for Jesus because you know he answered your prayer. It's during those very times that I think about those words that I shared from St. Augustine. Faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of faith is to see what you believe. It's during those times when God comes through that you just stand back in awe. And I was thinking this afternoon about a situation that happened in Mercy Hospital, Canton Akron area. And I went in to pray with an individual. And uh, his wife was there and he was sick. And very sick. And they said there's just nothing else to be done. And uh, prayed, called on Jesus. He's our hope. Called on Jesus. That's what we do when we pray. We call on Jesus. It's not of ourselves. Not of ourselves. We call on him. We get our hand around that cord of faith, and we just start pulling on a little bit. And we find out 
he's on the other end. And I can remember a nurse walking back in the room after prayer, and she said, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And I thought to myself, well, I have. And I thought to myself, and God wants to do a bunch more of it. God wants to do a bunch more of it. I think back to our years of, of pastoring, our years of ministry, and I think even back beyond that to when uh, we were just here as students at Penview. We served back then a God who could answer prayer. We served back then a God who could heal bodies. We served back then a God who could mend souls. And God's not changed. We know that. Prior to making hospital calls, I like to read from the scripture because that's where we get our, that's, that increases our faith. Read the scripture. Find something. Often, 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 it's that scripture that I take to the hospital, share with the person that I'm visiting or the people that I'm visiting, share that scripture. And honestly, I don't know how else to say it, but the scripture carries the day. It's God's word. The word substance is so important here in the scripture that we read. And I like the way uh, Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown define it. It substantiates promises of God which we hope for as future in fulfillment, making them present realities today or to us now. Things, faith has a way of reaching out there to the things that are not seen, the things that have not happened, the things that, and it has the reality of bringing those things until we can say today, I don't know how or when, but I know he's going to. I know he's going to. Matthew Henry said, faith demonstrates to the eye of the mind the reality of those things that can't be discerned by the eye of the body. And I think it's so true. A.W. <clears throat> Tozer again said, faith is not a once and done act, but it's a continuous gaze toward the heart of the triune God. That's faith. It's not just a one time. No, it's a walk. Faith is a substance for victory. Faith is a substance for salvation. Faith is a substance for holiness of heart, for sin-free living, for healing of soul, body, and mind. I see no way, no way to live the life we are called to live without it. Use it exercise it, grow it. Shall we stand? I don't know, is it okay to say it this way? As a believer, the next time you're faced with the challenge, first recognize that you're not alone. You're not alone. He's with you and he'll help you. Lance, will you dismiss us in prayer? Thank you for each and every one of us in our trials. You're there for us. Thank you for joining us.